0: Welcome to Below the Line, where we talk about working in Hollywood from the crew perspective. My name is Skid. I'm a former assistant director and your host. As regular listeners know, we just concluded our 10 episode Oscar series, with each episode focused on one of the technical categories. Today's episode is bonus. Instead of talking about the nominated films, we're going to talk about the ceremony itself. My guest was there. John Pritchett, you've been a sound mixer for 40 years. News of the World is your third Oscar nomination following Road to Perdition and Memoirs of a Geisha. Welcome to Below the Line.
1: Thanks. Glad to be here.
0: John, it's also worth noting that you're currently joining us from Oklahoma, where for the past month you've been working on Martin
1: Scorsese's next film. That's correct. Yeah, in Bartlesville, Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to become relevant because this whole Oscar situation and getting back and forth from Oklahoma was some added complications. But first, let me ask you about when the announcements first came out. Mid-March, obviously we're still in the middle of the pandemic. How did you get the information about your nomination and what immediately came down as far as what the requirements were going to be?
1: Well, it was one of those, uh, I forgot that they were going to, the day that they were going to announce the nominations. And I was at home in Austin, Texas, where I live with my wife, and she punched me. And she said, <laughs> congratulations. So I said, what? Uh-huh. what for? What are you talking about? She said, you're nominated. And That's I was, right, with
0: the shift of the schedule, it could be a little tougher to keep track of when, yeah, uh, it was, when it's actually going to be out there.
1: Yeah, it was strange. That's today. I I forgot that it was today. Uh, and of course, they have make those announcements at, you know, like five o'clock in the morning Pacific time. Uh, so it was uh, it was about seven o'clock in the morning our time in, in Austin. And uh, it was a very pleasant, nice way to wake up. <laughs>
0: I bet. Now, at that time, you were already committed to the film. In fact, you might have been doing some, some pre-work for the Scorsese film. Like that, was that still underway or did that really start when you got on the ground in Oklahoma?
1: Prepping, uh, in in my case, it was very little because all of my equipment has always been packed away in a a pods container that I use, travels wherever I go. Uh, And it had been sitting for a long time because, as you know, the industry just basically just shut down. And so there was no work. Nobody was working at all for the first several months of last year. Uh, And then it slowly began to pick up, but I decided not to do anything. I got a couple of really nice offers but it just seemed kind of not wise at that time. Nobody knew how this virus was gonna go and all that. So I, uh, I laid low uh, until what I decided I just couldn't turn down. Uh, and so that's my prep was basically just making sure that my equipment got to Bartlesville.
0: Got it. Now, when the Academy got in touch with you, um, what sort of requirements were they setting up for the Oscars? As, as listeners are probably aware, they had a ceremony in person um, in L.A., and we'll talk some more about the things they set up. But when you and I first spoke, there was a chance you weren't going to get to be there at all because you that's, were going to be in Oklahoma.
1: That's right, because the, the, initially they were going to use the uh, L.A. County requirements, which were if you came from anywhere outside of the city, you needed to do 10 days of quarantine. Uh, which, and of course, the rest of the people on, in, my, in my movie that were nominated are all in England. Uh, and they were gonna really, it was gonna be impossible for them to get there. It would be impossible for me to get there just because I was A, going to start a film. I started this movie uh, basically six days, seven days before the, the awards. Uh, and it was just gonna make it where none of us were gonna be able to go. Uh, and so they, we, we had a lot of questions back and forth about, well now, wait a second. All of us are all fully vaccinated. I was, had been vaccinated some time ago. Does that have any bearing on it? And so they got back to get, had another meeting of some sort and came back and said, okay, they decided that fully vaccinated people only need to be here two days before the event. But the Europeans, they still held true to their their requirement for, I think it was 10 days ago. So I was going to be the only one there. And then finally, they came around with the idea of, well, let's put a venue in London and one in Paris so the people who can't travel can do it there. And that's exactly what they did. First of all, before we got there, we had to be vaccinated where we were. I mean, they tested where we were. And then tested again the day we got there and then tested again the day of the ceremony, which uh, that all happened.
0: Which is not atypical for, I'm sure, the testing you're doing on your movie now, I imagine. Is that right? Testing every
1: other day. Because I left the city to go to the the, uh, ceremony. When I came back, I had to be tested every day for a week.
0: Back on the ground in Oklahoma, you mean, when she got back. And so the other thing you alluded to is they set up these satellite stations in Europe. I, you mentioned uh, London and Paris. I think they also had um, some other locations as well, as we saw different nominees um, at those spots. Right. And so that was a solution for folks not coming overseas to try to get to L.A. So it was a right. smaller crowd in L.A.
1: Very small. I mean, that was one of, the, one of the nicest things about it, actually. Maybe not for the home audience, because it seemed pretty quiet, I suppose. But there were just nominees and their guests and the presenters, and that were the only people at the ceremony. That was it. 170 of us, I think.
0: Before we talk about the ceremony specifically, I want to take a moment and have you compare how the Oscars conducted the ceremony this year versus the BAFTA Awards, which were um, April 10th and 11th. I know that uh, News of the World was also nominated for sound at the BAFTAs. And as I understand it, I didn't see them, but they announced the sound awards on the first night. Were you guys all virtual for that? Or were they able to go and was there an in-person ceremony for that? How no, what
1: way? they did, what they did for that is they had each one of us uh, record an acceptance speech in the event that we won. And they, there were five of us. And so they gave us basically it was 30 seconds. So they gave us six seconds to <laughs> thank everybody and to thank all of our crew and what all the stuff you would do in a normal acceptance speech. Um, and that was tricky. I had to practice <laughs> it a lot of times to get my little segment down. And then one of their, one of the team over there edited it together. And then they showed it to us. So we could all say, Oh yes or no. Uh, and then if we had won, then they were going to show that. But, and with a, you know, that was it. That would be all that would happen. And none of us were there. So. Did
0: But they did have an in-person ceremony.
1: You know, I'm not really sure about that. The reason they did this whole thing uh, virtually was because I think they were not intending to have anybody there.
0: I see. And so they just had everything prepared in advance and in their pocket. So they could basically just announce it real time and let those videos play. Precisely. Well, the Oscars took a different approach uh, where it was mandatory that you be present at one of the, the venues, if not in L.A., at least at one of these satellite hubs. You managed to get it in. You came in on Friday. Were you joined by your wife? Were you allowed to have a guest?
1: Yes, my wife came out separately it was kind of wild they, they flew her out uh, I had to get my way over to the Tulsa airport because we were so I was we, I were out on location I was had to, had to drive myself my wife got picked up by the limousine that was <laughs> nice. and, and then I got to the airport and I, I got myself there we met there uh, at the airport oddly enough the airport was very very crowded and it took us an hour and a half for me to meet her on the other side of LAX not that far. Huh. Uh, and then they limit us to the hotel. It was all very nice.
0: This being your third nomination, you're familiar with you're familiar with the events that normally take place for nominees ahead of time. Were there any sort of events this year at all? Anything virtual? Or was it really just being in the hotel for a couple of days? Till- Sadly,
1: uh, they basically canceled everything. I mean, in the past, the, the, the best part of the whole thing for nominees is the nominee's luncheon, which happens a week or two before the ceremony. and It's really the, the best part. Uh, because it's just the nominees and a guest, and the board of, and the uh, board of governors, uh, and and I've been to those. I've been to that twice, and that was just true. I love that more than anything. Not, not this time. They didn't do it this time because of you know what's been going on. There were no after parties. There's usually lots of after parties. You know the different ones, the traditional ones that uh, for for winners and so forth. None of that. Uh, no viewing parties that were anybody knew about. So yeah, it was just the ceremony and the things that happened at the ceremony. still very nice though.
0: Well, let's talk more about that. So as we saw, as viewers at home saw, there was some sort of uh, red carpet lounge area there at Union Station. Tell us more about what that was, what time you got there, how much time you had, how did this compare to other years?
1: Uh, Well, there was a red carpet. It was quite a long red carpet because it had to lead not only from from the street into the building, but all the way through the building because they had rearranged the Union Station. I mean, completely, it was like built for the awards. Um, So we went on quite a long route to get to the the first lounging area, the first sort of meeting up area, uh, the cocktail hour area. uh, And that's they transform. I wish I could sh- show you. They transformed that that main terminal part in there to this just this beautiful flower encrusted, just uh, gorgeous thing they did with it. With the lighting was all wonderful. They had cameras everywhere. They actually had a uh, skycam that was wandering all around the different. You know, could watch anybody wherever they wanted to be. You were always on camera somewhere.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. And then uh, when it came time for the ceremony itself, then they were we were escorted in a group into another area another waiting part of the the, uh, station it had been tiered off three tiers uh and we, we had a specific seats and so forth and again more little cameras um and that's where the ceremony took place and it was very small very intimate and it was just us it was kind of reminiscent of the the nominee's luncheon uh as well as the i think maybe way back to the original the very first Academy Awards where it was just the people involved, nominees and then and, and studio heads and so forth. But in that case, it was just us.
0: Also at home, they did a pre-show where they did the musical numbers that were had been done ahead of time and they had some interviews and such. Were you guys watching that on screens around the lounge area or did you guys miss was- that altogether?
1: It was apparently it was available. I couldn't, there were, there were a, f- a few monitors in there, but I, we, none of us could really tell what was going on and nobody stopped for it. We didn't even know what was happening. Uh, and we were, I was at least, completely unaware of it. We were just kind of all talking with each other and, and, and doing that sort of thing. And I was a little bit disappointed in that because I actually thought they were going to intersperse that with what we were doing. We weren't told, and so we missed it, essentially.
0: Were folks required to wear masks during the, the cocktail hour or how did that feel?
1: Uh, everybody was wearing masks uh, for the most part, but they gave you the option. Everybody there had been tested so much that everybody felt pretty confident that we're all okay. Uh, and then when they put us into the, the larger room, what they said basically was, when we're, when we're on, they were trying to treat it like we were making a, a movie. And that when the cameras were running, as I said, then you could take your mask off. as You must take your mask off, or should. They didn't insist, but you take your mask off. And then when they cut away from that, when they go to commercial break, we all had to put them back on. So that's kind of how they dealt with it. And everybody really did that. People were really uh, conscientious about it.
0: I wonder if you have any insights, did they put up on the screens when they were doing that walk and talk with uh, Regina King coming into the floor? It's my guess that there was some staged background on that walk rather than other guests because you all needed to be in your seats when she came in. So I don't right. think people were wandering around at that time, but tell me if there was a different sense of it there, sort of the being in a movie aspect
1: of well, the stage. The, well, there, there was, and it, it was a huge, long steady cam shot, which traveled all the route of the red carpet. Again, it was all going through where all the, just the setup was, where all the equipment was, where all of the cases were, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it had that, that feel to it. Uh, and I didn't even know where she was. I, I mean, I know Regina. I was looking for her. And then all of a sudden, I see her come in through the doors into the main place where we were. So it was, a, it was really very nice the way they did it, but it was kind of a surprise. We were all sort of like, where is she? I did not know what she was.
0: <laughs> Talking about the seating. So everybody's in there. They've assigned your seats. Who was with you at your table? How did that, just, how did that work out? Or just my
1: wife. Just the two of you. Everybody was basically like that. There were some tables that had three or four people but They were kind of like a pod, they were you know people who had been together and been working together and so forth, uh, a lot. So, uh, we were all just pretty separated.
0: And some of the other nominees from your team were at the um London yeah. satellite location. Yeah. What kind of communications did you have with them over the during <laughs> the ceremony?
1: <laughs> As I called them on the phone, and we were communicating a little bit with you know with text messages and stuff like that, but no, we didn't really talk, we talked before. Because uh, we'd already been at two other events. We'd already been at the CAS event, and we also been at the Dolby event uh, by, by Zoom. Uh, so we, we got to really talk to each other. Plus, we talked to each other anyway when we were during the process of making the film. Uh-huh. Um, but that was kind of interesting, because they were, they were in a much different theater situation than we were. And I never really saw that. Well, we, you could kind of see them. They had monitors in, in the room we were in. But it wasn't like you could it was like a big screen or something that you could really uh, focus in on like you could at the regular Oscars. I see.
0: Now at the regular Oscars, I also know one of the things they have is seat fillers so that if you have to go to the bathroom, someone comes and takes your place. I imagine that was not there at this time. They, or they, they they, at they, the beginning.
1: They said there will be no seat fillers. Just <laughs> keep your seat as much as you possibly can. Uh, and nobody really got up, did anything, let's want to go talk to somebody during a commercial break. The mm-hmm. quarter break, you could probably get up and, and say hi to somebody, but uh, I don't remember anybody, myself included, that got up to go to the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what other changes from past years besides it being more intimate? That's very interesting. You could see everybody in a much smaller venue. There's not a lot of extra guests. What other changes were really noticeable to you?
1: Well, where we were sitting in the main place, uh, there was no there was no food or, or or drink. None of that was intentionally. None of that was available. Because therefore there were no servers, there was none of that kind of stuff. They were just trying to keep it to a minimum. And yet, the number of people that were there to to help organize it, to make it happen, all of the uh, uh, escorts and all of the uh, I don't know what you the PAs and so forth. There was a huge number of people, mm. very large number of people who moved us around and made everything happen. Uh, it was very smooth, very very well done. I talked to Soderberg after that that happened, uh, and just to talk about how amazingly I thought it went. Uh, and he was, uh, he was just uh, relieved that it all happened as well as it did.
0: There are a lot of moving pieces in this one, indeed. There yeah, were a As lot far them. as yeah. maintaining the safety, you have a real event, but you really have to stage it in order to keep it safe and, you know, to avoid, um, to avoid flubs. Yeah. Were there notable moments in the course of the ceremony, maybe things that we didn't see on TV as far as your experience being there?
1: Well, it's hard for me to say because I'm not exactly sure what people saw on TV. Good point. Uh, I, they had a, they had, a, as I said, the cameras all over the place. The camera operators sort of everywhere, but they also had, and right in front of where I was sitting, in fact, on the second tier, they had a little railroad track uh, that ran the entire length of the room, and it had a camera, a remote controlled little camera on it, and so you never knew where it was or what it was, who it was looking at. In fact, I didn't know when it got to my award. I didn't realize that it was right here behind, <laughs> looking at me, and I was supposed to be looking at it, and I was looking the wrong way. Because uh, the cameras—they they made a, The nice thing is, they made a big point of focusing on all of the nominees. In our case, there were five nominees, five, five, sorry, five movies nominated, and each person that was there had a camera on them, as it did as it did in England. Uh, that's never happened before. Uh, so it was, it was nice. I wish they'd told me. But it was, <laughs> it, was uh, it was fun to see it next day when friends of mine had taken photographs of the screen on their television sets and say, hey, isn't that you? And my name is under there. And that was kind of cool.
0: I know there was a lot of talk um, online, uh, the Twitterverse, if you will, about the reordering of the event to do um, best actress and best actor after yeah. best picture. Yeah. A lot of people were really angry about it. I'm wondering yeah. if there was any feeling of awkwardness there in the room, or is there just a different energy there and it's largely outside where there's people were waving their hands around?
1: Well, what they, what they did was, was a large group about, the, the first group of us, which were basically the first eight or nine awards, we were sitting in the main presentation area. Then at the break, we all left and went into the larger uh, fun room, if you will, and they brought in the second group and, and filled the same seats. So two, ah, large okay. groups of us. So we weren't always in there together. Uh and so the last awards I was out there uh having fun with all the other people, uh, eating eating Wolfgang Bucks food and, uh, and 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 cocktails and so forth. And uh, there were screens and people were really interested in seeing the last few awards, particularly Best Picture. I didn't know that they were gonna give the best best actor award last. I knew. When I found out I knew why of course they fully expected Chadwick Bozeman to win uh, and there was a bit of a murmur when that didn't happen uh, and of course people at home said it was a very awkward moment uh, I, I didn't feel it there because we were kind of having too much fun
0: Well, and that's something I wasn't aware of, that it wasn't all the nominees on that three-tiered set at the same time. It was the early awards were all seated. And then they switched you out. That's that's interesting.
1: About half half of us were there. Altogether, I think there were 170 nominees. And so 170 plus a guest, I mean, half of it were were in there at at any one time. When we left out into the larger room, it seemed like the the crowd was bigger, but it actually wasn't. And then at the very end... Those people that were in the main room did come out, so there was a time, a moment in there when there were most of us were there uh, after the ceremony was over.
0: In the in they what went you on for a little while, what you call the party area, where there the was food area. and drink and area. and more socializing,
1: very much so. And the people, by and large, didn't wear their masks in there.
0: Any other interactions with folks that um, were particularly amusing? Folks you'd worked with before, or were well, able there to was
1: some of that. I mean, I uh, I got to get to be friends with some of the other nominees uh, who I had not actually met. For instance, the guy who won our award, Philip Blood, was uh, and his wife were there, and his wife and my wife struck it up immediately. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, you know, we had a lot of that socializing, and a lot of the other sound people were attracted to each other, like that happens even on the regular movie set. Uh, so it, it was very, very convivial. I got a kick out of talking to some people, and also being able to talk to some people that, I got a moment to, to say, oh, you, you remember that movie we did and that sort of thing. There was, there was a, a bit of that, too.
0: And compared to ceremonies in the past, right. do well, those things? Well,
1: at the regular, well, there's the governor's ball, which happens right after the ceremony. And that's pretty great. That's a big, huge banquet thing. And, you know, there's an orchestra and and uh, it's a it's very lavish uh and then again they seat you at tables i'm not sure how they pick where who sits where but they do pick it uh just like at the nominee's luncheon you're seated uh and they they intentionally mix it up so it's not you and your best friends that are all sitting there you're mixed up with other people and directors and producers and all sorts of stuff and that makes that kind of very interesting but this was more just uh everybody hanging out uh, and you hang out with whoever you wanted to hang out with. When you were actually in the in the presentation area, it had a very intimate feel. The thing I really liked about it was, it just felt like just us. I mean, we weren't really aware of the audience. One of the things we noticed about it was it seemed very quiet. And I said, "Well, that's kind of true. I mean, you know, a, a very quiet room, and you, you get that many people applauding, it doesn't sound that loud." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did it feel unreal in any ways? Because that was a built set. Sometimes on a film set, we build it to appear more solid than it actually is.
1: Well, as I said, it was so well organized and it was so, uh, you know, masks on, masks off. uh, When the presentation was going on, everybody pretty much focused on what was going on, who was going to win. And and there was a lot of that, but, you know, we're talking about people here who are a lot of these people have been nominated many times, a lot have been, been winners many times. And so when you got a moment of real excitement about something, it was because you were surprised. This was a surprise winner. Other than that, I think it it just, it felt, to me, it felt more like a, a really nice gathering of people who had something really powerful in common, maybe like an AA meeting. <laughs> It was, it was and all in all, it was just for, for oh, those of us who were there, it felt really nice. I think the people at home got a whole different sense of it. If you read the reviews and so on and so forth, because they were expecting something else. Maybe they wanted to somehow to feel like the, the regular Oscars, which it didn't, you couldn't. I mean, you're talking about a Dolby Theater holds, what, six or 800 people, and it can be very loud and all that. And you feel really, you're a very insignificant part of it. It felt in this situation like everybody there was important. You felt, I think everybody felt, like, this is special. Yeah, it's because it's like a little small club.
0: That's nice. That is something that would be different than, than the normal event. We mentioned no governor's ball this year. Do you and your wife do any post-ceremony celebrating on your own?
1: <laughs> uh, we both had to get on a flight. <laughs> <That> <laughs> thing about, about, this is the third time. And the third time I have been nominated and I was working. I was, each time I'd been on a job, uh, the, the last time before that, I literally got on a plane uh, Saturday morning, flew in did the the, the the saturday night just hanging out kind of a thing there's usually a party There was a nice party the, the, the after geisha uh at the head of the studio's home which was pretty amazing and then there was a ceremony and then governor's ball run go to bed get up and fly back home if i lived in la that would have been a different story but we don't and i was always as of this time i was working so our celebration was uh i think we had uh, a, a late night snack or something before and then uh made ourselves get up
0: and go to the airport. <laughs> you could get, get, get back to work uh, there in Oklahoma. Yeah,
1: we I, had a driver, of course, and, and the thing was going back, we were both leaving at about the same time. So we dropped my wife off with of Delta and then took me around to American.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that some of my guests over the course of the Oscar series, they clipped that uh, they felt sorry for um, the folks who were nominated under these conditions uh, this year. But John, from the stories you're telling, I feel like this was a unique experience that it sounds like it was was a lot of fun to be a part of.
1: It was because, it, as I said, just in the case, for instance, of our our nominees, that this year is the first year they combined the sound editing and the sound mixing awards. Uh, we were not sure how that was going to work, but honestly, it's it kind of it's okay because it is sort of a it takes all of us to do these things, and usually you, you can you're not singled out. There's this group over here uh, they're for that movie, and there's this group for that movie, and so forth. And it's boom, and then who's the winner, and that's it. This time, they literally shot pictures of everybody in every category along all of the nominations, which is nice. I mean, you know, it's a bit of an ego thing, but it's, uh, it, was, it felt like it felt special in that regard. We felt like, you know, there was some real recognition regardless of who won. It can't be but one winner, uh, and it is true that getting nominated is a very big deal because you're nominated by your own craft. And so then to be seen as a member of the craft is really special. I think that it was unfortunate that the people who were in the other countries couldn't be there in person. They were in their own in person. And I, I don't actually know what they did besides being in the theater uh, and being photographed. Uh, I'm not sure what their party situation was. I'm sure they did something. I just I kind of felt like they made the best out of a situation that could have gone really the other way. I, I don't think that anybody that was there was disappointed. I know for speaking for myself and for the other sound nominees, we were all pretty much elated.
0: Well, John, it, it sounds really special and really appreciate you sharing that with us here today. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. That's officially a wrap on season seven. If you're joining us for the first time, do please check out not only our just concluded Oscar series but other past episodes, see what might catch your interest. You can peruse the catalog of shows at our website, belowtheline.biz, that's B-I-Z. The podcast is also now on IMDB, so it's easy to learn more about my guests and cross-reference their film credits. Your feedback is always welcome. You can contact me directly by sending an email to skid, S-K-I-D, at belowtheline.biz. Please subscribe if you haven't already, and please rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Positive ratings help us reach new listeners. If you're on Facebook, you can find photos of the behind-the-scenes materials at Podcast Below the Line. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Pod Below the Line. Thanks to Curtis Five for our music and John Juan for our logo. The logo is available on t-shirts, mugs, and stickers at redbubble.com. We're going to take a couple of weeks off, but planning for the new season is already underway, and we'll be back before you know it. Thanks again for listening. Be safe out there.